Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Brooke and Shanette, wanting to educate and enlighten and entertain. Entertain. Mm-hmm. You to yeah. mental health. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't flow right. Entertain oh, well. you to mental health, health issues. issues. <laughs> we will entertain we, you, you well. Regarding mental health. Regarding. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to take out we'll, that. We'll work on that. that. We put yeah, in there. we'll okay. work on the entertaining part. We just think we're entertaining. <laughs> Anyways, we're back. We Hi. are. Here we are. <laughs> so um, before we get started on the podcast today, here is the disclaimer. Remember that this is not a therapy session. I am not your therapist. And if anything that we ever talk about triggers any issues or brings up for you anything that you need to maybe deal with, we encourage you to get counseling and seek help. There are many resources available. In fact, um, we would like to talk about a really good resource we have. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash UP therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash UP therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. So, what are we doing today, Mama? Well, actually, we had someone take us up on the idea if you ever have just a good story. Because at the end, we always encourage people to like email us or ask questions or just even a good story. Yes. Yeah. So we got a good story Mm -hmm. and we're going to share this good story because it's actually a really good story. And it is kind of a follow up of our podcast that we did a week ago. Yes. On the covert passive aggressive narcissist. Narcissist. The mouthful. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you guys missed that one, listen to that That one first because it's going to... Yeah. Shed a lot of light on this. And in fact, this story prompted me to remember <laughs> a really good story too that okay. I will share also. So this, well, this will gonna, be storytelling we're just time. We're going to have a little story time. Yeah. It'll be great. Right. Hell with education. This <laughs> is the entertainment. We're not here to help you. <laughs> we're just going to entertain you with stories. Just stories. Okay. So this is the story. It says, after listening to your podcast last week, I wanted to share my story. I was married to a covert passive-aggressive narcissist for seven years. After going to therapy and getting an understanding of what was happening in my marriage, I divorced him, which was not easy, and moved on. I am now remarried to someone who is not narcissistic, and life has never been better. So here is my story. I was working as a model and doing a great deal of traveling. I met him at a photo shoot. 
we instantly connected. He understood my career and was not threatened by my travels and lifestyles. We got together whenever I had downtime. At times, he would offer to travel with me. We lived in two different cities, and after a few months, he moved in with me. We were married a short time later. The first year seemed to be great. There were a few problems, but nothing that seemed major. He loved to hear about my work and my travels. He was excited to see me when I got home and planned fun things for us to do together. Then things started to change, but it was really subtle. He started talking about how his needs weren't met, and he wasn't sure if the marriage would work. In the beginning, I felt horrible and decided to make even more of an effort for things to be about him. I canceled some trips to stay at home to be with him. He even told me that he was jealous of my job, the money I made, and all the people I was around. He felt insignificant, and it was my fault. He was working full-time and seemed to enjoy his job, but started complaining about everything. He became depressed, and it was my fault. We actually went to counseling together, and he convinced the therapist that he had done everything for me, and it was never enough. I was really confused, as it seemed the opposite. I also noticed that he started sabotaging things that were important that I attend. If there was a big dinner party that we were planning on attending, he would get really depressed and not be able to go. I got to the point that I would dread going home. I started to go to counseling on my own, as I never felt heard when we were together. The therapist described a passive-aggressive covert narcissist, and he seemed to fit the picture. I went to an attorney for a consultation about getting a divorce. While I was there, he busted through the door and demanded to know what I was doing. Holy shit. I know, right? (laughs) I had not told him where I was going, but I found out he had a tracker in my car and on my phone. The divorce was ugly. I found hidden cameras in our house, including our bedroom, which was really disturbing. Yeah, I know. Up until I filed for divorce, I did not get much support from friends. He was always so nice and charming around others. Everyone thought we had the perfect marriage. But after the events of the divorce, everyone saw a different side. I am so thankful that we did not have any children together. Uh, Yes. I wanted to share my story as I believe that many people are in similar relationships. I tell people about my first marriage and to get out. (laughs) I love it. Just get out. Get out. (laughs) Oh, no one has to live like that. That's the end of the story. Wow. I know, right? That is a lot. Videotaping in the bedroom. In the bedroom. And what do you do with those tapes? Oh, yeah. Especially if she never knew they were there. They weren't sharing them together. Uh Uh-uh. So we hope it was just for his own pleasure and not, like, Uh, on the internet. Yeah. I mean, my argument would be like, all right, bro, did you make some money off that? Because I could have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, my guess is she's a model, you know. Oh, yeah. She's probably pretty good looking. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. So definitely, you know, what I like about this, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week with the story, is she said, 
you know, after going to therapy and get an understanding of what was happening in my marriage, I divorced him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge is like with these passive aggressive covert narcissists, it's hard to get a handle on what's going on because they are so good at making everything seem great, Mm -hmm. but to be the victim and to turn it around and, you know, the sabotaging her, you know, obviously if she's a model, she's got function she has to attend oh, yeah. probably for her contract and sabotaging those or you know whatever mm-hmm. I'm reading between the lines but this is just such a good example yeah of what what we see in these kind of relationships and you know what good for her to not get discouraged the first time with therapy mm-hmm. where the first time the therapist because he's a was a covert yeah passive-aggressive narcissist Got the therapist got to take of, his yeah, side. Or, yeah. I, I, assume, I always assume therapists are women. They are not all women. Yeah. But got, men, men can do the job. They're not as good at it. Just, no. no. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> mom, mom, stop man-hating. Okay. I, did, I, did, I said nothing. <laughs> but, you know, good for her to go and then on her own and be like, no, yeah. that's yeah. not what's going on. I need help yeah. on my end, you know. Can you imagine sitting in your attorney's office? Because you've gone through a divorce before. Yeah. Can you imagine sitting up there talking to your attorney and having him bust through the door demanding what was going on? No. I mean, I look, I just wonder how he got past the front, like, receptionist. Oh, it's probably some, like, cute little, like, teenage girl. It was, like, her after-school job because she thought one day she wanted to be a paralegal. <laughs> and after that day, she's like, you know, I think I I'm might done. just... Uh, that was kind of scary. I think I'm, you know, hair school sounds really good. I might go do that next. But that would be a shock. That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, honestly, that would give the attorney a pretty good insight as to what was going on when you find out you've got a tracker in your car uh-huh. and on your phone. You know, he's damn lucky. No one in that office... Well, I don't, I can't assume this, but I'm, well, I can't, I'm assuming. Okay. No one in that office was packing a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and did call 911. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's a story. Yeah. That's... And thank you for submitting that. Yeah. That is a great story. It is. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. Okay. Is have it like a ever... therapy question? Yeah. Mm, okay. We'll see if I can answer it. <laughs> No, in all of your years, have you ever been bamboozled by a covert narcissist for like quite a few sessions oh, yeah. until you were like, oh, holy shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the one that sticks out in my mind was a female. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not man-hating anymore. I know. I, I really have got some stories about, and all of a sudden you go, oh, and it takes, it really takes seeing both sides. And for me, the thing that helped the most is I had individual sessions with him, not just always as a couple. Mm -hmm. And then he was free to really share what was going on behind closed doors. Without it being corrected. Right. Well, without him going home and getting in trouble for what he said in a therapy session. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Used against him. Yeah. Yeah. And then being made Uh to feel crazy. Because at first, it seemed like she was the victim, mm-hmm. okay, and he was the one causing all of this distress. He just, you know, he had, she just had a list of things that he was inadequate about, and he just sat there and took it. Wow. Mm-hmm. But when I had a chance to talk to him alone, I realized that behind closed doors, she would just be so 
emotionally abusive for days at a time and begrade him and belittle him to the time point where he felt so suicidal that he was figuring out how he could commit suicide and have it look like an accident. Oh my god. So his family wouldn't feel like he was suicidal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's when it was okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. But yes, it they they're very good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I have been bamboozled by them. <laughs> yes, I have. Yep. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah. They're a, they're a scary creature. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were extinct. No. <laughs> You know, yeah, that would be quite yeah. nice. No, or you know, only them. we only we knew that there's only like twenty in captivity yeah. left in the world. <laughs> we could like watch them. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the story that this reminded you of? Okay, so I had a coworker so long ago, but I had a coworker, and she had started because we worked seriously right next to each other all day long. Okay, so she started slowly venting about her brother. And his marriage. Okay. And it got to the point. It was so good. It was like, I looked forward to every single day. Oh, like the, the soap office. opera. Yeah. yeah. And like, if she took a day off, like, I was kind of like, not Wait happy with her about yeah. this. I'm like, well, like, do I actually have to listen to music today? Like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> I want to hear the juicy yeah. details. What did Bob do this weekend? So, um, basically, this brother of hers... We'll say, of course, the brothers, Bob, Bob, Bob. like always, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and he married Karen. Okay. But he was married to the definition of that covert, passive aggressive, narcissist, but female version. Okay. And it can happen. Yes. It it can be female. But so when they first met and got together, she was absolutely amazing. And he has a lot of sisters. I think he's actually the only boy. I think there's like four sisters. Okay. And they're all very close that... I say typical Utah, but okay, you know that yeah, we have large family, a large family, and fairly close together in age. Okay, so they're all really, really close. But anyways, she jumped right into the mix of being one of the girls. So much fun! Everyone loved her. Okay, it was like you could not have met a better match. Yeah, they were okay. just soulmates. The definition. Okay? okay, so um, he was always really, really big into motocross. Okay, so the racing, dirt bikes. Okay. Motorcycles. Motorcycles, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. But but that, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the trails, dirt, mud, racing, okay. mountain scene, motorcycles. Okay. Okay. So that was from the time he was little. So it wasn't new to him. Okay. Um, in fact, he was, he would race and won a lot. I think he might even been mildly sponsored, you okay. know, just doing really well. It was okay. like his life. Okay. So if he wasn't racing, he was building or fixing motorcycles, but he also had a really good day job, full-time day job that was not. So motorcycles was a hobby. It was a hobby, but, but it was fun. profitable. A, right. It was a good hobby. And also time she, consuming. <laughs> yeah, time consuming. <laughs> and she also had a job too, just okay. for a prefix there. Okay. So anyways, um, she was always in the beginning, like she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know much about motorcycles, but I love them. Teach me how to race. She would never, ever, ever miss a event or a race okay. or anything. She's always covered on board. In- on board, covered in grease. If he was out in the shop, little help in him. And that was like the adorable part of it, right? Okay. So anyways, um, 
after they got married, she was still great for a while. And I think probably about a year in, maybe a slightly less. Okay. It started to dwindle on her um, supportiveness and enthusiasm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she would like start telling him, you know, like, you know, maybe at some point in time you ought to grow out of this hobby. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe we, maybe we could do something else. And my coworker was good at saying too, like, no, he was very interested. Like they would go and do other things other than motorcycles. Like it wasn't just motorcycles all the time. But, um, you know, she'd start saying that, you know, it's just silly to spend money on these. Like how much money is it going to cost you to fix this bike if you race it? Or how many, you know, how much money are we going to spend here? And so these uh, races would be far away sometimes. And this wife, Karen, would just sit and belittle him the entire race there. Like the uh, entire the drive. drive. Yeah, sorry, yeah. the entire drive to the race. Okay. And by the time they got there, he would be just emotionally drained, exhausted. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. He would do shitty in his race. But the moment she'd get out of the truck and people were around, she was supportive. She was helping him. She was all wow. about it. Right. She at, was an actor. Oh, big time. Right. Yes. Okay. And so, um, it would start to ex. He would start to kind of share this with like his sisters and his friends and stuff, and they were like, "You are just being sensitive. You must be tired." Like, she's great. She's, she's great. Wonderful. Like, look at her. She's right. over there. She's over there. Changing tires. She's yeah. supportive. <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, right. whatever. Yeah. So, um, boy, that image. Oh, yeah. 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 And everyone around her, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Bob? Like, the image. Look at yeah. her. Yeah. So, anyways, it started to escalate that when they were alone, of course, because uh-huh. never in public. You don't ever show this mm-hmm. to anybody in the outside world. But, like, there were times that, like, she would refuse to let him go to a race or let him go and practice. And she would, like, throw his truck keys into bushes in oh, their no. front yard. And so he couldn't go. So he couldn't go or he'd be too late or right. he'd miss it. Uh-huh. Or, and, and again, just totally to the point where he'd right. go and he'd almost risk getting hurt because his brain is just right unraveling. Right. And he's emotionally distraught by the time he got there. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And in fact, one of, one of the stories of this um, from the coworker that always points in my mind of when she, the coworker started catching on, like uh-huh. they were kind of seeing things is, um, they were all at a race and all together as a family to watch. They were originally going to watch him cause he was supposed to be racing. Okay. But at the last minute he withdrew from the race and it was because Karen had said it was just too expensive. Like you can't race that. We don't have money. Like you can't be spending money on this, even though he'd win money like okay. 90% of the time, but it was too expensive. Blah, okay. Blah, blah. So at this race, they're all together watching Bob's drained. You can just tell he is just like, doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be doing anything. Well, there's vendors at these races that are selling things okay. and, um, yeah. you know, motocross related things right. like hoodies, yeah. you know, maybe oh, yeah. some gear or whatever else. I don't know what it was, but Karen disappeared for a while. And came back in front of everybody with this amazing gift of something from a vendor to Bob. Okay. And like they didn't have money. They didn't have money. And that was what my coworker was like. 
what? And so Bob was acting weird about like, oh, well, no thanks, you know, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Like, oh, look at that. That looks so good. And all this stuff. Well, come to find out what she bought him was more expensive than the entry fee would have been to the race. (laughs) Oh, that You know, that kind of crap. And so it was like, then he looked like an asshole for being like, I don't know what it was, but say it was like a a jacket or something being like, I don't want this. Well, how dare you not want? She was so sweet. Look at her. She mm-hmm. might have got that for you. So, anyways, um, Oof, all about image. Yeah, yeah. They look so good. Yep. So wow. he started to thankfully having enough. They didn't have kids or anything, and he wanted to look into leaving. And yeah, he soon found out that her entire or his entire reputation and character was completely trashed and she was telling everybody that because everyone could agree because they would see how great she was to him and you know he only wanted out of the marriage because um you know he he can't be pleased he's too high maintenance look at all she does for him and she has no idea why it's never enough it's never enough i'm not good enough i can't never enough you know and so anyways about that time i actually ended up not working with that coworker. she got a different um job and stuff but i uh i did reach out a few different times and i didn't get any more in-depth stories but at that time he was he was being done and i think everyone was starting to really see the what was going on right but he ended up uh divorcing her ass and getting the heck out somehow yeah and hopefully i'm sure it was ugly i'm sure (laughs) and i'm sure it never goes smoothly (laughs) and i'm sure there's parts of his reputation that never recovered yeah but interesting that was when i just remember that just being like oh my god yeah yeah that is and that is spot on Mm -hmm. to these stories Yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah oh i'm sure there's so much more out there yeah. So. Do you have any other? I had one that, again, was an interesting... I just saw this client for a brief period of time. Okay. But the interesting that thing that pops out when you were talking about this Bob and Karen is that um, kind of like everybody thinks they're so great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this client came to see me, and she was in the situation similar to this, but the hardest thing is her and her husband were a part of this huge friend group. Okay. Okay. And she described this friend group as friends that they had all had since high school. They vacationed together. They all lived in a similar neighborhood. They had uh, neighborhood parties. They were always every weekend doing things together. So a pretty tight friend group. Kind of that fan, friend group everyone dreams of having in right. their neighborhood. Like, and, that and, sounds fantastic. Right. And it usually never happens. Yeah. And in this particular situation, when she was just starting to go, okay, something is drastically wrong. And she noticed it because she felt totally alone. And she had gone back and read diary entries out of her journal from two years into their marriage and they had kids Mm -hmm. but two years in the marriage where she says i don't know why i got married oh wow Mm -hmm. and anyway the thing that was so hard is the in this friend group she had no support and 
inside this friend group were also two of her very best friends Mm -hmm. as well as a bunch of them. Okay. But her, even her best friends couldn't see it. Really? Yeah. And even her best friends were saying, you know, that's just not him. That's not what's happening. It's, you know, you're not, you're not looking at it right. I mean, just absolutely no support. And she had nowhere to go Mm. because even in this friend group, um, they couldn't see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I remember when it started to kind of look like they were going to get divorced. Mm -hmm. She found out that the friend group was actually having some parties and inviting him and she wasn't invited because they were separated at the time. So they took his side, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, and so she felt like she not only lost a marriage, but lost her support, her friends. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And probably the whole time questioning her sanity, too, Mm because everyone's telling her it's not happening. Yeah. You know, at some point Mm -hmm. in time, or, you know, you would think that you would start to question your own truth at that point. Yeah. And she did. Yeah. You know, because he was really good at turning her truth around. Mm -hmm. You know, even if she would have a really good day at work, he would somehow convince her she'd had a horrible day at work and she was tired and she was exhausted and look what her job was doing. And she says by the end, she started feeling like she was tired and exhausted. I'm going, oh my word. So coming home jazzed Mm -hmm. and then... Because she had a told, job she really liked. Yeah, yeah, being told that you indeed weren't at that way. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I thought, man, that is a lot. But the thing with the friend group just stuck out because I remember that part. Yeah. There's our uh, coworkers downstairs. If anyone hears barking, they yeah. are alerting us of... Uh, Incoming. Yeah. Incoming. <laughs> but anyway, wow. yeah. So, you know, I've just over the years, yeah, you know, when you talk about things that pop up, yeah, I've had a lot of clients probably if I went back and looked at it would be more of a covert passive aggressive narcissist and oftentimes when I bring up with clients in a session that I really think your partner might have some narcissistic traits they at first really deny that Mm -hmm. because to them the narcissist is that like we said that just aggressive kind of overt yeah overt where when. people would be like, oh, he's a chauvinistic uh-huh. man's man. He, like, you know. Yeah. You walk out the door and you go, wow, he's all about himself. Yeah. Yeah. Where these covert ones are just, they can be so empathetic and just, you know, but they really aren't. Mm-hmm. It's more of a show. Take you, know? you shopping, hold your purse, hold your bags, yeah. love everything, uh-huh. and then be pissed that you spent money on shopping, even uh-huh. though they drove you to the mall. Right. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. Wow. So, and you know, often it does end in divorce. Yeah. You know, because at some point, if it doesn't change, you've got to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes it sad too, is if there are kids involved because yeah. then they are, you know, you might be able to divorce some, but then if they have any custody, yeah, they're going to get their brains all screwed up too with this guy yeah until they're old enough or girl yeah this covert narcissist yeah it's until they're old enough to learn how not to do that right wow that's scary it is yeah scary breed yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep need to be rounded up (laughs) so anyway all right well i 
had fun telling stories. I, yeah. was, I like storytelling time. I do too. If you yeah. guys have any, seriously, send them over because they're yeah, they're great. Yep. We we enjoy them a lot. But yep. so again, this was not a therapy session. This was story time. This was story time. In fact, we can't even pretend that no. this was therapy. No, this was not a therapy session. No. <laughs> but if it triggers anything or brings any issues up, or you find yourself in a similar situation. I really strongly suggest that you seek help. And again, there are many resources available. We have a really good resource. Yep. As we mentioned before, um, we are sponsored by BetterHelp. And if you use the link of betterhelp.com slash UP therapist, you can get 10% off your first month of therapy. And one thing I really like about them is they are no hassle and no questions asked if you need to switch therapists. If mm-hmm. you get on and you're just not feeling it, right? they are more than happy to... That's one of the reviews I was reading. And that just is great to right. me of like, no one has to feel guilty. That's fine. Personalities right. don't not, mesh. Right. Not and, clicking. And the yeah. other thing that I do like that we mentioned too is that you can be connected with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. Right. So, yep. So don't hesitate to reach out to them if um, you need help finding a resource. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we will catch you all next time. Okay.